Hey Moonies, welcome to the Sarah Moon Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with Will Evans and Omar Holman, founders of Black Nerd Problems and authors of the book, Black Nerd Problems. So, hey guys, how you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Doing great. Feeling great. How you feeling, Will? I'm good. I'm perpetually tired, but I mean, that's just, you know, that's, 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 is that tiredness from Tsushima? From the, it's from not, the it's the not, I've not gotten the opportunity oh, to play as much Tsushima. Um, I'm just, I'm just oh. tired in general because life is demanding as all hell. So that's, that's, oh, that's kind of it. That's kind of it, but I'm good. I'm good. So. God. I too am perpetually tired. So I completely <laughs> get you, <laughs> except I don't have Tsushima as an excuse, as a reason. So. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> do you, well, do, do you game? Mm-hmm. Do you game? I semi okay. game. I like used to game like when I was younger, like Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto, all the fun wait, stuff. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 wait. The pairing <laughs> of examples <laughs> know, it's all over the place, has right? Kingdom Hearts and then Grand Theft Auto. That's a lot. That's range. That's range right there. That's you know, that was a sick pairing. That was a sick I pairing. Mean, <laughs> it was whatever was available at Hollywood look, Video. Look, look we just we just <laughs> met. I wasn't gonna call that, you know, um, yeah. serial killer no, behavior. But like that's <laughs> that's a big gap between those two. <laughs> look, you know what it was? See, I grew up with three older mm. brothers, but all my cousins were girls, and I feel like I just had like everyone just had different yeah. tastes. So yeah. it's just like and I'm the youngest of everybody, so I was just like grabbing everything from above me. Like, oh, you're playing Grand Theft Auto. I'm about to play Grand Theft Auto. Oh, you're playing Need for Speed. Oh, you're playing Kingdom Hearts. Like, fair, very fair. It. Yeah. So, not a serial killer yet, but you know. I mean, we all, we all we all working towards our perfect selves. So you know, you never know. Exactly. <laughs> but um, and the apocalypse is on us at any moment. That's so, you know, real. Just just, that. just live out. Just live out your wildest <laughs> dreams. There's <laughs> no consequences. The the meteor is crashing into the earth. You're good. You're good. Right. Yeah. We'll be good. Um, speaking of meteors crashing wow. into the earth. Great segue. That's amazing. <laughs> nice. Thank you. <laughs> little plot point in a little show called Sailor Moon. <laughs> I like to ask each guest who comes on the show, um, what's your first memory of watching Sailor Moon? And I guess, Will, if you want to go first. Yeah. So, I mean, whew. I've heard, I shouldn't admit this out loud, it's almost sacrilege to folks. Um, But one, I'm an old, so when Sailor Moon was probably the most popular amongst my contemporaries, I wasn't watching it kind of in the same places. So my first interaction with watching Sailor Moon, at least like watching beyond like memes and reference videos and whatnot, right, was probably Crystal when Crystal dropped. And so, like, someone was like, hey, hey, oh, you wow. never watched Sailor Moon, you should watch this. I'm like, all right, cool. And then they were like, so, yeah, I kind of want you to watch the original. I was like, oh, this is a gateway? That's what you're trying to do? You're trying to trap me? He's trying to trap me? He's trying to, like, 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 oh, if, like, they were trying to test and see if, like, I had any interest in it. And once I did, they were like, so here, let me, let me, let me slide you this Google Drive right quick, right? Because you know that's how we had to do anime until, like, everything got on, on streaming. Um let me hand you this Google Drive of some actually some some real rap raw Sailor Moon stuff, right? Um, that was like predated Crystal. So Crystal was my entry, but then you know, as long as I had access to this Google Drive, I went back and watched 
um, some of the original stuff. And so that was kind of how I started watching some of it. Um, and because of that nature, um, I never like got to watch like, <laughs> like five episodes in a row. It go like, Hey, I got episode one and two. And then like, I couldn't get like the, the rest. So then it's going to skip to like seven. I hope you're cool with that. I'll give you backstory. It was like one of them situations. <laughs> um, so my viewing was scattered, but that's basically how that was my initiation. Okay. That's hilarious. And I love that. <laughs> Especially because it's funny, you, you like started the saying like you're, you're older. And like, that's actually like the introduction for a lot of younger fans right, right now. <laughs> 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 I was like, we had a, uh, uh, I want to say 12 year old person on the show. And yeah, that see, I mean, Crystal was also their introduction to the, that's wild. To the show. <laughs> but <laughs> I love I love the bait and switch though. <laughs> Shout out to that. <laughs> what about you, Omar? Oh, um, I mean, I, would, <clears throat> I too will admit things uh, where I was not I was not big on it, but I do know Sailor Moon because right before school in uh back in a state in New Jersey, my favorite state, uh, before school, before elementary school, I used to get up at around six o'clock, and it was like a cartoon block that would happen, and so they'd show the original Sailor Moon. And then they would show uh, Iron Man and uh, it'd be Iron Man or the Incredible Iron Man, Cap uh, Iron Man, Fantastic Four or the Incredible Hulk. It was like one of those two, but it was always Sailor Moon. That was the intro to it. And so I was like, all right, well, I mean, I'm up at six. Like, all right, I'm just going to watch this. I had no idea what it's about. This girl and going to school, she transforms. She's got a bunch of she's got a bunch of goons with her. And they, the, the squad gets larger and larger each episode. Like, all right, I'm in. Let, let, let's all right, let's, let's, let's get this going, man. Yeah, I love the confessionals that are going on right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the honesty too. Like it's it's great. Um, also, I've never heard someone say New Jersey, my favorite state, in the same sentence. So I'm really <laughs> gonna. <laughs> you gotta hold on that. You gotta Save hold on one. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is cool though. Yeah, I definitely uh, Sailor Moon in the mornings is a special. Definitely special. I love to, you're right, because it was like every episode, it was like, oh, she has a new person. Oh, there's a new person. Oh, there's another new person. Okay. Till so it gets to like 10, and it's like, oh, we're rolling deep. <laughs> the game just kept getting bigger and bigger. I'm like, this feels like some Power Rangers show. All right, I'm, I'm still here. Let's go. Let's, let's go. Yeah, yeah. And then y'all just yeah. jump that main villain. Like, All right, yeah, I'm, I'm with this. I'm with this. Right. You're getting stomped out in a schoolgirl uniform. Yeah, yeah. We hard. We hard over here, fam. <laughs> all facts all facts um yeah and actually was inspired by like the japanese power rangers i always forget the name super sentai is that it something like that i'll refer um, to you for that I'm... i don't know i forget the name but yeah so yeah power rangers the japanese original was like inspiration for sailor moon uh -huh. so there is there is there is something there um do either of you have any favorite episodes or moments that you might remember in this watching <sighs> Anytime Ray was arguing with, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with Sailor Moon. <laughs> I was going for not. I always, I always say it's not Usagi, not Usagi, correct? It's Usagi. Usagi, damn, I'm so close. <laughs> Anytime Ray was arguing with her, I'm like, cause she was my favorite at first. Ray, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I like this energy. I like this energy. Then I saw Sailor Venus, and I'm like, there's something about that. Yeah, we we like this energy, the silly energy too. So, I, yeah, I was gonna say the one that always sticks with me is probably Venus. Um, like the the one the vigilante, 
right? Like the mask up. Mm, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm patrolling yes. these streets, even though I don't think it was at night. But like, anyways, like I'm 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 out here doing justice. Um, and then you know, like I also remember from Venus, like uh, the whole like juggling a couple boyfriends thing, which always cracked me up. And it was like, nah, get yours, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I was like, why you got to be out there? It's because because I'm out here, right? Like, nah, 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 own that. Um, so that just like always stuck out to me. Though, was it? I, I, and um, man, I hope I don't mess any of this up. Uh, was it Neptune and Uranus that's like always on the front lines, right? Like when when stuff was always going down, I felt like they were always on the front line. And so you know, as you know, from my perspective, I, I always love when they in the muck. Right, <laughs> like like the first line of defense. Um, so bonus points for that. So true, so true. And I don't know if you saw the recent movie that came out, Sailor Moon Eternal. Mm-hmm. But Venus was even like Ray was like, "Oh, I'm like having a hard time keeping up with all the like chores and the uh, the temple." And Venus was like, "Well, maybe just get like a house husband. He can See, take care of all that." That's that you. energy right there. That's that energy right there. <laughs> he was like, "It's free help." <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah venus is great i love you so would you say that's both of yours like favorite it kind of seems like that's where things are leaning yeah i, I, I gotta give it the, uh, it's venus then ray then uh i will Mercury. go i will go venus i will go venus yep nice. jupiter's an honorable mention because i know she can dunk <laughs> yeah i feel like i would say jupiter is the unofficial black person fave <laughs> I feel like every black person just loves Jupiter, and so it's just like an automatic. I don't know what it is, but yeah, maybe it's because we know she can dunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I do go on to talk about you guys a little bit because you guys are doing amazing things. Um, so first, I'm gonna take you all the way back after watching Sailor Moon, but before now. <laughs> mm-hmm. How did the Black Nerd Problem site come about? Like, what inspired you to create the site? Uh, I, I really think, Man. I mean, you know, the 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 most concise version of it is Omar and I, you know, we were nerds. We were always talking about these things. And I think, I think that's kind of persevered through into the book and everything else. And that, like a lot of these topics are based on just conversations, right? And, and, and they're hopefully the way that we talk about them in the book is, is, has a conversational tone. And so we'd always have these conversations, but we then, you know, something would happen. Let's say, you know, when, um, when Sam Wilson became Captain America, right. And there was like a whole big thing about, Oh, Captain America is going to be black now. Um, and what was very predictable though, black no problems already existed, but this is just an example uh we would get like very predictable media coverage of it right like not only did you have a lot of uh let's just be real you just had a lot of white fans that would express outrage anytime there was someone black or or someone like a marginalized character kind of taking center stage of something so you always had that situation anyway but then it was just a very predictable media critique or response to it and i think we just kind of got tired of seeing that um and realizing that it was very it was very white in the responses there just weren't a lot of people of color that were had kind of any kind of power influence um whether it be on websites or radio shows or you know podcasts that kind of a thing for that kind of 
pop culture nerd criticism. So I think that was the catalyst of us being like, you know, maybe we can do this. And we didn't just want to do just Omar and I, like we knew some folks that were, and you know, I want to say 80% of the people, Omar, we knew from like Tumblr and Twitter. Like that was, yeah. <laughs> that was a, Tumblr, Tumblr before the snap. Right, right, right. right. Tumblr, this say. was, that was, that was our, the beginning of our Black Nerd Problems contributors were folks that we interacted mm-hmm. with on different social media platforms and maybe we had live tweeted a show with them maybe we shared tumblr posts with them and just got to know them that way um and those were our first writers our first contributors and that was pretty much how we started so we started because we felt like there was a void there and we grew our folks you know from like social media and whatnot yeah, that makes so much sense. And Omar, did you want to add anything? Uh, that's the story we tell people, you know, so we don't get in trouble legally. Un- <laughs> illegally, you know, I had some packs to move. No, I Packs, he means comic books. We had to, <laughs> we got a comic book smuggling ring. No, no, that, that's, uh, no that's about it, man. And um, mm-hmm. we were from nine to like 30 something uh, people on staff, proofreaders, uh, streamers. Uh, writers, contributors. Um, seven years. It's been a it's been a, it's been a long journey. <laughs> it's been a fun journey, though. Yeah, I remember. I remember you're right, though. I mean, both of you, like, as far as there was a need for, I think this kind of site. Because I remember, like you said, we kind of got the same kind of things. I just remember it was the first time I saw. Um, I don't know. This might sound mean, but smart <laughs> stories about. Oh yeah, like, yeah. You know? like black nerd culture like i was just like oh like someone's actually like doing essays and like interviews and like not just the same five things i see all the time oh you don't want the fast food rep you don't want the you don't want the fast food essays victoria you don't want the uh one line and a gif a one more line and a gif one more <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ain't about that twitter you know <laughs> especially when it's like one line of gift, then an ad. One line, an ad. Yep, or a tweet, or a tweet that they didn't right. get permission to use. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I just, I just remember like being like, man, this is really, really cool. Just like, yeah, just like the essays and just like the variety of, of essays and articles and and things that you were covering and like things like, especially at that time, because I feel like seven years ago, we were really starting to get like a, a emergence of like indie black yep. creators mm-hmm. and so it's just like really really cool to see you guys covering that um so yeah like i said i've been a fan <laughs> <laughs> i think it i think it just i think it helps because omar and i came in as writers you know like we mm-hmm. uh we didn't necessarily just come in like hey we we enjoy reading comic books and we talk about it and let's just like try to put that on the internet some kind of way we came in as you know, our trade, so to speak, already were as writers. And so that's how we entered into the site and moved throughout the site and, and how, what we put out. And then that's what kind of attracted us to folks that were kind of doing that. We wanted to, you know, be writers. But also at the same time, I, I think that we wanted to change what folks thought of as like thoughtful criticism like it could still be in our voice right and i think that was yeah i think that was the big thing that um was our strength and also early on gave us the most friction outside of us 
was because we weren't Ooh. we weren't compromising how we sound, you know. Um, <laughs> we're gonna cuss. We're gonna use our own language. We're gonna use, you know, hip hop references. <laughs> we're gonna do all these things um, within the language that we enjoy that makes it entertaining for us and that we understand. Uh, and so I think hopefully, hopefully with this book, you know, it being a published book um, coming out of uh, one of the, one of the big houses that it kind of proves like we're, we're trying to reinvent that language in a way that like not every book has to sound the same. Not every critique has to sound the same. Um, and so when you say like, it sounded smart, like I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you had that impression um, because, you know, <laughs> you know, we still, we still, you know, we still saying motherfucker with like three U's in it, right? <laughs> like we're still saying, um, <laughs> we're still, we're, we're still speaking in a language that we feel comfortable in. And if it still came across as intelligent and thoughtful, then that's, that's a win-win for us. Yeah, I think definitely win-win for me too, just having that duality. Cause that's kind of where I, I try to live too. We're like, I try to you know, be myself, but also I want to come across as, you know, an intelligent person, <laughs> but no matter what or not I am, but <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to talk about the book um, in a bit, but I want to ask first, when for both of you was the moment you realized like this site, and I don't want to, I'm not knocking blogs, but like that it wasn't just like, oh, we just started this thing, like blog um, to like, oh, this is like going to be bigger than what we initially, or maybe you always initially planned it was going to be bigger, but yeah, when was that moment for you? Uh, we kept like, I mean, we would be referred to as like a blog at times, and I think to ourselves, we, we, we didn't like go online. Hey, we're not, we are a website. We just be like, all right, they're, 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 I mean, we, we still get called a blog. We still get called a blog. Oh yeah, all right. Well, I mean, yeah. just yeah. like okay. keep not, it, not to our face. To call, okay, not to our face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I mean, I'll, Omar, letting you letting you continue. It's like I just, I think at some point that particular title, I was just like. Yeah, but you sharing our stuff and we and we doing numbers like that was kind of yeah. like that was kind of like you know how I rationalize it. There's a this amazing quote um, from uh, the poet, the writer, the scholar Angel Nafis, um, who uh, and this is something that Omar and I deal with too, where it's just like the struggle of okay, I haven't slammed in a poetry slam in years, and I'm a writer and I've still been writing poetry, but people still call me a slam poet. Um, and so someone asked her how she felt about that, like still being called a slam poet years later, having not slammed. And she was like, you can call me a slam poet, a rapper, whatever, as long as, as long as people ain't falling asleep during my poems, I don't care. Right. <laughs> like that's <laughs> kind of where we're at in terms of you know, like, you can call us a blog and call us whatever, but like people are yeah. seeing our stuff. They're loving our stuff. And that's when I was kind of like, eh, they don't call us a blog. It, it doesn't matter at this point, but uh, Omar, please, please continue. I mean, you know you made it when you see the comments and they're trash. When that shit's a dumpster fire, it's like, oh, we're here. We done made it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Once, Because well, it, it's all positive in the beginning. Yeah, this is, this is great. This is the, you you in the honeymoon phase. But once, it, it's, it's all it's all lovely, right? It's, it's just, it's, it's a good old time. But once the comments section start getting trash, oh, oh, you ain't, you ain't just a small thing anymore, baby. No, you done, you done, you done moved up, baby. You done, you done moved up. You might not want to move up, but you, you done moved up, man. So that, that was, a, I, I mean, I'm playing it in a funny way, but that, that was the, uh, that was the like, oh, okay, I guess we're, I guess this is something bigger than we thought it was. Okay, cool. 
So how do we navigate that so we make it safe for people that are black and POC in this space so we don't have them fighting in the comments and shit like that? Yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely. Once the trolls start caring, you, uh, you, <laughs> yeah. you made it. Yeah. Once you start trying to spam the site, once I'm like, what, we ain't even do nothing. I ain't even do nothing. What's this attack for? What? Okay. All right. I, it means you made it. <laughs> right. I, I also think like, you know, in the beginning, there was, there was definitely some fake it till you make it, right? Like we... The reason we wanted to put together what we felt was like, quote unquote, a real looking website. Like it wasn't going to look like Blogger, right? It wasn't going to look yeah. like Live Journal. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to look like a real website with, you know, a header and, you know, pictures in the header and like embedded photos within articles and links and things like that. That um, because we wanted to present like we were for real, right? Um, even when we had like nine people on staff and only four of them were writing, <laughs> right? Let's just, just be very real about that. Um, so I think there was some element of like, let's present like we're like, we've been here for a while, even though we're brand new. And I think for me, yeah, definitely like the, <laughs> the comment section being crazy um is is a good indicator us ending up on reddit was a good indicator like oh okay we must be reaching some people because oh, people coming from reddit wait. and talking shit about us which reddit though do you remember the do you remember the special reddit we found i mean Whoa. there were there, it was it was like i mean there might have been a delta strand of reddit there might have been a, like i don't i don't remember them all <laughs> we found um there was this uh because one it was some article that was happening and um I think Will saw like an influx. He's like, "This is coming from Reddit." He's like, "I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how this is happening." And then I think one day I was like, I was searching. I guess I randomly came across this. Uh, it was a black feminist, a black queer, a black queer feminist, uh, like subreddit or whatever. And I was like, I'm like, this what like positivity exists right. here? What? And I showed Will, and Will was like, "Oh my god, wow!" And they shared a lot of our stuff. And then we were just Will was like. Erase your steps. We can't. We can't. We can't. We can't bring this. This is this is the oasis right here. We can't. We can't. Like yeah, I was like I, I was like yeah, yeah. Burn the burn the history data. That's got to exist as its own thing. We can't. No, no, we can't interfere with that. That's its own ecosystem. I right feel there. like there was yeah, and that was that was like a, a pleasant surprise because every other interaction mm-hmm. on Reddit was just like mostly white folks getting a hold of our stuff and saying we can't talk or spell and calling us yeah. stupid, all this kind of stuff. So. That was a, a pleasant surprise. I mean, I think once we had a couple of articles that went viral in some sense, then like your floor of traffic and how many people view you starts to rise, right? Like, so if only a hundred people read your stuff before and then something goes viral and, you know, 500 people have now seen it now, even your comic book reviews, 500 people are going to have access to seeing it. Right. So like, I think, I think it was almost um, a cascading effect um, that every time we had something that was very popular, we knew that it just meant more eyes were going to be on our everyday stuff. Um, And then, you know, you have those cool moments where like a celebrity, you know, shares an article of yours or, you know, retweets it or something like that. Um, I remember for me personally, I wrote a. Oh, it wasn't even a. It wasn't a um a review. I wrote an editorial about Kelly Sue DeConnick, uh, comic book writer, 
um, and how she yeah. just like subverted this white savior trope with Captain Marvel when she was writing Captain Marvel. And I, I was, I just wrote an article about it. I wasn't, you know, wasn't trying to do anything with it except express like this, this feeling and just being like, this was really dope to watch, to watch like a white writer write this very powerful white character and humble them in, in a very organic and, and realistic way. Uh, and like, she shared that on her Tumblr and like, said that like she was like super proud of the comic for doing that kind of work and hoping being read like that. And then I end up like interacting with her and being able to interview her. And like, I think in the very, that that happened in the first year, that was my indicator. Like, okay, we're, we're really pushing out there. Right. Um, and, and then what happens is you're like, Oh, we can't mess this up now. (laughs) Like, wait, well, well, real quick, uh, when you got inter- uh, you interviewed her, uh, what what they had a some folks contacted you to interview uh, about Kelly Sue's work. What what magazine was that? Ah uh, man, it, I think it was Variety. Was it Variety or was it? I, was, I, that, I think that was Vanity Fair. Fair Vanity Fair. Was, yeah. Um, and that was cool. I was like, okay, Black Nerd Problems will get to appear in Vanity Fair. This, <laughs> right? She's buried um, that under there. <laughs> and, and so, like, is like I think small. Like, we kept having small things like that, and then also comic books. We started appearing as quotes on like Marvel comic books, Marvel covers, right? Like on mm-hmm. their trades. Um, and do you remember the first one of that, Omar? The I I. I can go back and find it right now, but I, off the top of my head, I do not remember. I don't think it was Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur. It, I do not remember off the top yeah. of my head. There, but there was just like, I was like, oh my God, we're on a Marvel property. I remember um, Omar and I were on a phone call and, oh no, no, I called Omar. I was like headed to some, headed to some event. I got there early. I'm sitting in my car and like we had just like that week had like two comic books where we were quoted on, you know. And I was just, and I called Omar because I was kind of overwhelmed by it. I said, you realize we're on like a Disney property. <laughs> you realize that like yep. Black Nerd Problems yep. pulled from our website is like exist on a print media that came from Marvel. Like this is not a small thing. Like this is, this is not a small thing. Like not everyone can say that. Not everyone that like said, hey, we're going to start a thing can say something like that. And like, I, I just tried to live in that moment um, of knowing that we we had accomplished a thing in terms of getting out there um, that was being recognized in some way. Yeah, I remember, I don't remember which comic it was either, but I remember the first time I saw um, you guys being quoted on a comic book and I was like, whoa, like, not that I was there, I was like, we made it. You know? <laughs> oh no, you yeah. was there, you was there, we all made it. We all oh, made there. it. Yeah. I was on the phone call, I was every. <laughs> <laughs> also i love how you were like saying small things like being published on vanity fair you are like i need to i need to get on y'all level (laughs) he also he ran into him he ran into them at the airport as well he's got a picture with them at the airport uh kelly sue and um her partner mac fraction that's awesome i i love her she's she's great amazing yeah we just got to i mean she i got to interview her a couple times um i interviewed her um, after like the Captain Marvel, we got to talk like in depth about like her methodology, thinking through that character. And mm-hmm. this is another thing too. The Captain Marvel in the movie that we see, that's Kelly, that's Kelly's Captain Marvel. Like, let's be Ooh, very clear. Yep. <laughs> like that's okay. Kelly Sue's Captain Marvel. Okay. Right. And like, I, 
it's it's very cool to see that like we're kind of doing the same thing omar and i were going back and forth talking about um hawkeye like there's so many things that if people basically if there's something in media like live action or something that you like about hawkeye right now it's probably because of matt fraction kelly sue's husband right yep. <laughs> like um but anyway yeah like i i only say small things because like even in the vanity fair it was like i don't know a paragraph right of like a quote from mine and black no problems so like it the article wasn't about us but we got mentioned in it and it's like that's a very cool thing because you know presumably thousands of people that didn't know we existed before maybe now they do um but it was cool for that to grow into bigger things where we might be profiled in something we might be heavily mentioned in something that's beyond a paragraph um but you know you take those you take those victories even if they're just three or four lines in a very popular publication um and it's cool watching those things grow yeah yeah i completely get that i've been feeling the same with the podcast so i definitely stand also kelly is a mooney so shout out to her <laughs> hey. yeah. That's and um yeah i don't know if you guys read bitch planet but that is like one of my favorite comics too mm-hmm. so yeah good. yeah mm-hmm. it's so innovative and and just mm-hmm. i what i appreciate i appreciate risk right from mm-hmm. from from writers especially um there's so many things out there and and hopefully this is hopefully this tracks with like what we try to do with black nerd problems but like just give me give me a different way into the house right like even if i know i'm going to end up in the house take me through the window take me through the back door take me through the attic like find me a different way in and the way that like writers like kelly sue can do that um will always hook me you know so yeah completely agree um speaking of writers who can hook you i'm really good with transitions um <laughs> yes, yes you, <laughs> um, you guys have a book <laughs> that will be coming out if you're listening to this when the episode comes out on monday it'll come out tomorrow and if not it comes out tuesday september 14th right yes yes mm-hmm. all right i'm like I don't know dates. Um, but yeah, how did the book come about? How did the yeah, how did that process go? How did it come about? Oh, okay. Oh, Will knows better than I do. No, <laughs> no, I mean not let me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. There as my friend Phil said once said, like, look, there's people that know what the fuck's going on, there's people that don't know what the fuck is going on. Will <laughs> knows what the fuck is going on. Me? I don't know what the fuck's going on, yeah. I, I, I can, and I can admit that. I work like a mouse. You point, I'll click. That's, that's how I work. That's brain in the work. heart. It's okay. I get, oh, it. Uh-huh. I get it. Omar, Omar is, is selling himself quite short, which is which is what Omar does. But listen. um Talking like a brain. No, I'm just I mean, just, just. It's so, it's so real. It's just like, at this point, I'm just like, okay, Omar's going to do the Omar thing where he just like, he, where he acts like he isn't great. That's fine. Um, <laughs> no, I think uh, really, you know, the website exists and our writing is out there. And, you know, over time we've been just gaining fans we didn't know we had. Right. And so um, I put out a poetry collection um, in last year, actually. And so during that process, um, the person, the, the editor, Natasha Simons, the person who uh, was working with me on that poetry collection, she was really interested and kept asking me. She was like, have you thought about, 
you know, turning some of your essays from Black Nerd Problems into a book. And when she just said it to me, I was like, yeah, that don't make no sense. Like, why would I do that? <laughs> I was like, why, why would I do that? Um, and then, like, you know, she kept talking to me and, and shout out to uh, our agent, Catherine Lashaw, kept talking to me about it. Like, you know, I think actually it could be pretty good. Um, and I think I think why I didn't take it seriously at all for a minute was because I was like, well, that's something that Omar and I built. Right. And like, and so I was like, well, let me talk to Omar about it. Um, and so Omar and I talked about it and Omar's like, what? <laughs> we, we would do what? And so, you know, we're talking more and more to, to our age and, and, and she's like, no, she's like, this could be a really good thing, you know? And, um, and so we just like, okay. So we started putting together like ideas and like what we might want that book to look like. And, um, you know, to give some little, little behind the scenes publishing stuff, like we were going to go wide with it. And, and Simon and Schuster just, just offered up the kind of the world to us and being like, Hey, you're going to have the freedom to do this. We want this book to do that. Um, to the point where we were just like, well, let's just kind of go with, you know, like I worked with them previously. We'll go with what we know and some folks that we trust to do it right. And I think the biggest thing for Omar and I, which is, the what we've worked with with blinder problems from the beginning is just being like it just got to be us right like it can't be it can't be i write this thing about disney um which there is a critique about disney in the book (laughs) it can't be i write this thing about disney and an editor comes in and is like yeah i don't think we should say that right like it it couldn't be that and it definitely definitely couldn't be um, you know, Omar makes a reference to, you know, I don't know, black people in Newark and like an editor comes in and is just like, yeah, I don't think people will get that. Like it had to be our language. It had to be how we talk. It had to be about the things we were, what we found important. Um, and if we could do all those things, then yeah, sign us up. And so that's, that's kind of how it started. Um, with us putting the book together and it was a lot of, I mean, it was a lot of work, but we also wanted to make sure like we had new stuff in there too. So there's plenty of new um, essays that are in the book. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it came together. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> like I didn't, I, no, no, not even, no, 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 that's not true. I didn't think it was a joke. I thought it was my agent and my publisher doing the thing that's like, so how can we get more content out of you? And not even in a nefarious way of just like, what other ideas do you have where they're kind of always have that brain working in terms of what's the next thing? And I was just like, yeah, I don't think that works. And I think I didn't think it worked because the way they were talking about it, at least they were asking me to write a Black Nerd Problems book. And I'm like, yeah, but I didn't start this thing. Um, not by myself. So I think once I brought Omar into it and we started talking to what we could do with it. Then, then it started to live in my head as a real thing. Um, and you know, we just, we had a good time writing it. We had a good time writing it. I, I, I will say. That is super cool. Also, I realized you're, you, I might be making stuff, but are you, you're both poets, right? Is that? Yes. Omar is still a poet nah. though. He don't want to claim nah. that. Omar literally <laughs> had a poetry book Omar come out last year. Stuff. So like, I remember that. Okay. I was like, I know I wasn't making things up. Uh, is that how you met or how, how did that, 
we met in 2008 and um on the main streets of Madison, Wisconsin. We were, uh, I love making that joke. We're on I separate. love making that yeah. joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was on the New Jersey team. Will was representing the Columbus team. And so we're at the Nationals. Uh, we can pick tech. We met in 2008. We just remembered uh, maybe a few days ago, we technically competed against each other individually in 2009, and then our teams competed against each other in 2010. This should be yeah. a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Will was like, the, had, had, he, had I won against the, uh, against him an individual, he's like, he might not be here right now, but I, but I beat him, so it's all right. Because he put like, because at, at 2009, um, we were in Berkeley, California, and uh, I remember it distinctly because we Will was in the finals and we had a bout together and um, we were faced off. And if you know poetry, you go head to head. Uh, it's about like eight, eight or 12 of you, whatever. You slam it out to like top four, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, so we went, um, we were in the same bout together. And then the next day, I remember we were standing in line. Will was like, yo, let me talk to you, man. He's like, hey. <laughs> he was like, yo, your work isn't trash, man. He was like, yo, this shit's actually good. Meanwhile, I'm like, Thank you, because like, I was making the crowd laugh, but the scores did not reflect that shit. The scores, ah, ha, 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 6.4, point 3.2, like, what, what they, is They, cut, they cut my man's legs what? from under him. I'm watching the scores go up, like, <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. It's like that doesn't even bias, make sense. Some bias going on. It really was. Yeah, I mean, was not to go on this tangent, but like, there mm-hmm. was for a while where I think Poetry Slam audiences had been conditioned that if you were funny, that means not that it wasn't good, but no one for a long time, no one wanted to score a funny poem higher than like a serious poem. Um, even if the funnier poem was better. Right. And so I think Omar definitely got just penalized for that. Um, yeah. my life, baby. Yeah, me, meanwhile, I mean, meanwhile like- I'm in the crowd losing it. Like, <laughs> like the, ju- the judges would be like out of breath laughing. And then they'd be like, ha, 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 6.4. And I'm like, wait, what the hell? I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, that's right. That, yeah, yeah, here we go. That's business as usual. Yeah, right, so, I mean, you see so that with the Oscars. Okay. I think, oh, yeah, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, I think you see that with the Oscars. He's like, comedy movies don't get you know, as much praise as a drama, mm-hmm. even if the comedy movie is better. But right. Just oh. comedy just doesn't get the. Uh, accolades it deserves but yeah so yeah thank you for indulging me i was just like hey there's a connection here um so i'll ask omar what is your favorite essay that will wrote and then will i'm asking you this afterwards it might be it's funny because i didn't get to read uh because we wrote new stuff for the book as well we wrote did we write 10 we either wrote 20 or 10 each and then we chose i think it was 20 and then we chose 10 um so I didn't get to read all of Will's stuff until the book was done and having to like go through it through edits and everything like that. Um, so I got to see his new stuff and I was like, oh, this is hilarious. It, oh, I think it might be the, uh, it might be the, it's either the Stringer Bell or you gotta let Batman cook. I think, I think it's the Stringer Bell. Most, oh, a big part of it was because I think I was there when Will had the idea. Was I with you when you had the idea yeah. of, of like, go, no, 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 you, you had done it or you had like the pieces of it. And I saw you working. It was like, yeah, like, all right, here, I got this so far. And I was like, yeah, you got to keep going. Like, you can, I'm like, you can make that longer <laughs> if you want. But like, nah, this, like that's, yeah. I'm like, I, and I, I haven't. It's, it, I mean, there we have an audio book, so it's funny. You'll hear Will do this as well. But like, I haven't like, I, I've never had the opportunity to like hear Will read an essay before. Like, you know, that when he's reading for the site. 
aloud. So like I'm here, like hearing him read this for the first time and something new and hearing like the way he's done it. Is, this is differently than how he usually, how he'll usually write as well. And so I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, and great. It's going in the book too. I'm like, yeah. So it was really, it was really, really exciting. So like the excitement of that Stringer Bell piece, it, I think it beats out my, I think it beats out the Batman, uh, the Batman <laughs> piece, which I really love him as well. Yeah. I, I mean, also if, if people want to know kind of about the process, like, so, you know, the bulk of this writing Omar and I were supposed to be doing was during the pandemic. And so oh, yeah. the pandemic that we're <laughs> still in. So still in? the, yeah. our original, but, but we, we started the book before the pandemic started. Right. So we had all these plans. We were going to, you know, we're in two different cities, obviously two different States. So like we were going to meet up, like, I don't know, three or four times in the year to like get together, bounce ideas, like in person, get together, bounce ideas off each other, right for a weekend kind of a thing. So then the pandemic happens and like, that just doesn't feel possible. So the one time, like I, I remember I hit Omar. <laughs> this is, I'm telling you without this weekend, I don't think this book exists in the way it does. right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I, I hit Omar up. I'm like, man, can we meet up, man? Can we just like meet in a city, in a hotel, just hang for a weekend, bounce some writing off each other, bounce some ideas? Cause I'm stuck. And like Omar was in a similar space. And so we actually just no no rhyme or reason to it. We like picked a hotel in DC. We both <laughs> we yeah. both made it DC. <laughs> Where we were just like, we just gonna lock it down in a hotel room and and figure stuff out, uh, and that was good because we got to piece together like, okay, here's what we've written so far, here's what we think we need, here's we should, here's what we should go over, um, and so we did like a little bit of writing, but it was so much better to like just scope things out and touch base, and that's when I told him about like the so the name, <laughs> what's the name of the essay? The name of the essay is "Bury the Stringer Bell, but Let Idris Live." Um, mm -hmm. because I still maintain that like a lot of people love Stringer Bell from The Wire, but he's one of the biggest punk asses on TV ever. Um, there he is. So I had an idea of this essay, um, which is really just me ranting like nonstop. Um, like it's like barely complete sentences. Um, so it's like so I bounced some of this off of Omar um, when we met that weekend. And the way Omar responded to it, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I kind of feel like I got validation to keep going with it. Um, was kind of how that thing was born. My favorite of Omar's. So I'm, I'm going to give you an archive one and I'll give you um, one of the new ones too. Um, I still think one of my favorites that Omar did um, that he had originally written for the site it was the Mario Kart reveals how, who you truly are. Like this, <laughs> it's, it's such a, it's such a brilliant take. And then just, you know, Omar is just hilarious with it. Um, and I'm probably going to surprise him from, from the new stuff that we had written. Um, but I feel like the first essay in the book, ner nerd oh. is in the spectrum. A nerd is in the person is the spectrum. Um, because it just it just it just is an intro into our world, right? In terms of how we define nerd, um, 
how we navigated, how we came to be this way and how we want other folks to feel inclusive in this way. Uh Um, And, and like, it's, it's, I, I think, I think if people just knew Omar and I knowing our personalities and then you said, okay, here's the title of this essay. I think probably most people be like, Oh, Will probably wrote that because it's so like, like because of the approach, because (laughs) of the approach, but like it's, it's Omar writing it. And it's like this perfect introduction into the book um and it's it's surprising and refreshing and just like a good way for i think for people to come into the book and be like yeah i'm not going to get every reference because i haven't watched every single thing that these dudes have watched i haven't read every comic that these dudes read um but i know i belong here and i think he just he Mm -hmm. just masterfully wrote that (laughs) as as the beginning of our book i love that omar you sounded genuinely surprised Uh yeah, I was that yeah that was I I I like that piece. That was, it was a hard piece because uh, the editor was like, okay, this is good, but like you, I I really like I discovered that I really like etymology, idioms, and like where words stem from and how they've evolved and semantics and things like that. And so doing it, feel like oh, this is fun. And it's not fun when the editor's like, all right, this is good, but this intro is too bland. Like oh, here's the definition. No no no, you gotta you gotta spice it up. You gotta spice this up. And I'm like. <laughs> so i'm like what do you i'm like what do you want me to do so that i found a way i was like all right i'm gonna make a joke this way to try and lead into this this stuff so yeah i, I yeah I, I like that so i'm like i'm yeah, generally surprised like oh man thank you it's yeah that that is definitely one like, oh will wrote this like wait what the fuck? what the fuck do you i think you have the first funny piece in the or like comedic piece in the book isn't it i don't know what which is yeah. the first comedic yeah. piece um I think so. Oh, is it Simba? If it's yeah, no, 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 no. I th- I think it's the yeah. You're right. It's Simba, and then uh, then Batman Cook. Yeah, you got. The so that was two. funny because we were when we were putting together the order of the book. I was like, wow, people are really not going to know what to think if they know us because I have the first funny poem for funny funny pieces in the book. <laughs> like, where's Omar? I, like, Omar's the comedian. Where's his humor at? He's like. <laughs> he's like talking about like nerd is a spectrum and like you know the uh green lanterns is cops and police violence like where's my funny omar at right like I, um but but trust me is this is in there it's in there just just give it time i believe it um <laughs> and then omar if will was a sailor senshi who would he be jupiter <laughs> and my, name, my man ain't fooling around. My man about the business. That's, that's very stoic. Like that's a, that's an easy one. That's a fucking easy one. Oh. Well, who would Omar be? I think. Oh man, I wish I, I wish I had thought about this more before. But I'm gonna say Omar probably is Neptune because. And the only reason I say that is because I'm going to embarrass Omar right now. Um, <laughs> nobody rides for you like Omar, right? Like, just, you know you have someone in your corner, has your back. What are you trying to do? How can I help make that happen? Like, Omar is the the ultimate support class, right? Um, as far as... Uh, helping you achieve like the best that the best that you're capable of and like um so that so so to me that sounds like neptune to me so i, I would i would i would go there 
Yeah, I love that. It's such a thoughtful answer. And also Neptune, I feel like she's really slick with jokes sometimes. So I feel like that works. That works. That works. Yeah. Let's, let's, yep. 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 So I had this all planned. I had it all planned. Yeah. That's where I was going with it. <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, thank you for indulging me with that. Um, <laughs> do you guys talk about Sailor Moon on here a lot, but do you have any other favorite anime? Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna let Omar go first because this is this is the encyclopedia uh, of of anime experience over mine. So, all right, we're not gonna go in any particular order, but we're gonna start off at the top with uh, Demon Slayer. We're gonna give a shout out to our boy Midoriya, young Midoriya, if you nasty from uh, My Hero Academia. We're gonna go into some Gantz. It wasn't really that much of an anime, but on Netflix did a little special on it. It was pretty cool. The manga was better. We're gonna <laughs> roll down a little bit and get into my fucking One Piece, which is cool. A lot of story in there, but the big. I mean, it's it's an anime, but the manga's still going. Hajime no Ippo, the fighting. That's You want to talk about heart. You want to talk about anime. When the anime stops, only three volumes, you got to go to the manga, son. <laughs> that manga been written since, like, what, 1988, 1989, and it's still going? Like, man, don't nobody die in this shit, but it feels like somebody dies when they lose a boxing match, man. I cried. I cried for two weeks. For two weeks, just because my man lost a fucking boxing match. What was like, yo, what's wrong? I was like, yo, my man lost a match, man. My man. My man Evo going through it right now, man. Like that that is good writing. Shout out to George Marikawa. Yeah, Osiris thrown. I always know my boyfriend's sad and he's just like, I'm like, are you sad? I'm like, did you just read Ippo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you can too. Yes. yes. That's amazing. Yes. So, yes. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I think for me, um, I mean a lot of a lot of what Omar named before. Um I like really uh, cerebral and and um, like oh, not necessarily always mystery, but like strategy type anime. So like Kogias is probably one of my all time favorites. Um, <laughs> most most of Death Note. Um, Love that answer. I mean, look, look. I like all the characters by the end, That's but like the end. story falls apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Look at me trying to not give spoilers about and Death Note's been around forever. Um Yeah, I mean and then you know, like Demon Slayer, I think I think uh Tanjiro is just one of my favorite anime protagonists of all time. Um I'm yep. just I, I I'm very much attracted to like empathetic characters, right? Um that are just like beyond I'm trying to be the best ever at whatever this thing is. Mm-hmm. Um and like I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to BS either. Like um my entry into being like oh, I watch a little anime to okay, I I I I I fucks with it. It was it had to be Naruto. Like that was my that was my rite oh, of passage. Yeah. Um cuz like how many episodes are in Naruto? 1000? Oh, cuz oh, like Yeah. yeah. Like like once like once yeah. once you once you've watched six hundred episodes of something like <laughs> you were in that genre it don't matter anywhere else in there, um, uh-huh. but uh, also also special shout out to uh, Monica Magica because like that was that flipped my understanding of like of of anime as well right in terms of like. Yeah all the all the roles that you think anime characters fit into and how it kind of subverted that um and that and, and like i watched that before i watched like sailor moon crystal actually right so like um 
Yeah, shout out to that one too. Oh man, I can't imagine watching Madoka before Sailor Moon. <laughs> I'm watching I'm watching granted there's some stuff in there. I'm watching I'm watching Sailor Moon like, okay, but when does like the really bad stuff happen? It's like, oh I mean bad stuff happens, but we're still gonna overcome. Like Monica was just like the worst thing you thought can happen, like it's gonna happen in five minutes. I just need you to prepare. We may not overcome. Oh I I also want to shout out the gritty, the grittiest, the grittiest, grimiest uh, animes was, um, I always forget about this one. What the, what was it? Gangsta and fucking Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. Those, man. Yeah, those were great. They were in the trenches there. Those, those were great. Nice. Um, oh. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'll give you a, a choice of my next question. Um, give advice for someone who wants to start. I'm going to call it the Black Nerd Multiverse. Start with both sides to <laughs> nice. a book. Yes expanding keeps expanding twitch channels um so advice for someone who wants to start their own multiverse of sorts or advice for writing a book so whichever one you want to do. Mm. i think we should go with the most i mean i mean we oh, can do both. yeah you do you do one i'll do one it? i'll do the uh <laughs> I'll do i the... knew he's gonna do that jerk <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you want let me tell you something. <laughs> you want you want to get in this content shit? Listen, you better you better put that put your ego to the side and put your imposter syndrome to the side. Mm-hmm. You just got I know it's gonna it's gonna sound cliche and like, oh yeah, just do the work. Nah nah. You gonna you gonna do the work, you're gonna do the you're gonna do the writing, you're gonna do the memes, you're gonna do the editing, you're gonna do the uh, the cutting, you gonna you gonna have to eat you gonna have to breathe this shit. You gonna have to eat fucking content and shit content. That's what you gonna do. That's what you gonna do. You gonna let your passion ride you out through this. That that's actually that is actually my uh, my honest advice. But actually, I, I should say uh, you know you can be passionate about something and uh, you can give your time to that, but also keep in mind to take time for yourself because it's not really about like just like it's, it's something you want to enjoy doing and putting out there, but also having time for yourself so you don't get burned out from it or it doesn't become fun anymore because once something you enjoy becomes a job it's like uh, uh. so in order to keep it as something you love you know pace yourself with what you're um, with the content you're yeah. creating and g- give yourself a good pace so that you can like years from now you still enjoy doing this thing and you can take breaks when you want to and it's always reinvigorating mm-hmm. for you if, if, if i have to be a 36 year old adult about it uh. <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. um so in terms of advice in terms of writing a book? Yep. I think have an idea. Um okay, well okay, before I say something um generic unintentionally. Know what you want that book to be and know where you're flexible at because there's definitely a time you're going to work with editors, you're going to work with readers, you're going to work with different folks are going to have their hands on your book, you know, unless you're doing a hundred percent, you know, indie publishing, that's, that's a whole other thing. But like, if you're trying to put out a publication, have an idea of what that book needs to look like and have an idea where you're flexible at. And, and I would say be flexible somewhere, right? Like you don't want to be so rigid inside your own head that you don't take any notes or critique that could actually make it better. Um, that you just hadn't thought of yet, but also know where your non-negotiable line is, right? Because there's, I know 
way too many authors that they're like, yeah, my book came out, but it wasn't exactly what I wanted to be. The publisher had this idea and like, I thought like maybe that might be okay. And I kind of went with it, but now I regret it. Like there's so much work on your end as the writer that goes into writing a book. You don't ever want to pour that much work into something and then not be proud of what came out of it. So know where your know where your boundaries are, right? Know where your boundaries are as far as what that book should look like and know where you're flexible at. Um and you know, going back to what Omar said in his part, you know, put some ego to the side, but know what you expect, right? Um because I say this as a writer well before BNP and everything like that. If you can't take edits, man, you in the wrong game. You in the wrong game. Um, Real rap. You really are. But that doesn't mean, you know, the best editor will give you edits where the writing still sounds like you at the end of it. Right. It shouldn't sound like them. <laughs> it should, it should be ways to make you sound your sharpest self. Um, so yeah, have an idea where you want it to be and know where you're willing to bend, but not break on. I like that. You need to like be humble and have your North Star. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Um, and then, just like Sailor Moon Tatter, Sailor Moon says, phrase at the end of every episode, what will your phrase be? So Sailor Will says, Sailor Omar says, whoever has one first. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm definitely putting Omar okay. first. Oh, yeah, uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> not like this, um, not like this. Uh, oh, um, uh, I mean, it's a. Uh... It's okay. It's cliche. <sighs> <laughs> oh, it ain't gonna be cliche. Okay, it ain't gonna be cliche. Uh, it'll just, it'll just be. Uh, I mean, be where that atmosphere be so black. Mm. That's yeah. Oh man, Sailor Williams says. Oh, okay, I, I, I you say this to Omar all the time. I still believe this. Um, come back better the next time because sometimes you don't know what you don't know. So true. You don't know what you don't know. So true. Um, thank you. That was fun. That's always fun. That was, those are you guys gave really thoughtful ones. Um, <laughs> 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 and then what's next for both of you, and where can people find you? Man, that what's next question is so hard. <laughs> what Why is that so hard? <laughs> Omar, I, I, I think we should probably find answers to these because we might get asked this frequently. Um, <laughs> My wife kept yelling at me about that. Like, stop being like, oh, wow, and sighing when that happens. <laughs> Have an answer. I'm like, All right. So uh, I, I'll, 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 <laughs> I will go. I'll, okay. <laughs> On the podcast. <laughs> Um, I will, I mean, okay, there's some, uh, more essays, man. It'll be more essays, uh, within a genre and I will state that genre when I, when I, cause I, cause I, that, I, that might be the wrong genre at, at the moment. So I might, I might have to switch. Um, but I, yeah, um, if I, I want to write some essays about wrestling. All right, I'm gonna write some wrestling essays. That's what the fuck I want. I'm trying to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do. But if that shit don't work. I'm gonna switch it up. So, <laughs> so don't hold me to that. Okay. 
And uh, you can find me at Omar Holman, uh, O-M-A-R-H-O-L-M-O-N, Omar Holman, uh, across all platforms, real name, no gimmick. Uh, so, so Will, William Evans, William H. Evans, uh, what's, what's, what's next for you, man? What, what, what you what gonna, gonna do? Um, I'm probably trying to do too much, um, but it's, it's gonna be something with writing. So uh, I do have another poetry collection i'm kind of messing around with um and i've i'm trying i'm dipping my toe into fiction a little bit writing some fiction so i think those are like my immediate projects uh so yeah nothing that i can report on (laughs) yet nothing that's like any good yet um but working on those and you can find me my twitter is uh will evans writes um, everywhere else you can find me at will to the w-i-l-l-t-o-t-h-a um what's the story behind that by the way i've been meaning to ask you um i don't know man i, don't, I think it's like i just popped to my head from like old school rap will to the e Hip-hop, to the yeah. like that's just that's that's it that's it um, oh man love this exclusive <laughs> <laughs> the inside information um yeah, yeah, that's it. That's where you can find me. Well, thank you, Will Tiba. Um, <laughs> it's going to be stuck in my head all day now. Um, and of course, you guys find their book, Black Nerd Problems, um, out, and the link will be in our show notes. Uh, and then, of course, I'm Victoria L. Johnson, host of the Salem Fan Club podcast. You can find me at Miss Old School, that's Old School with a K on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on TikTok also at Sailor Victoria. And you can find the podcast at Moody's Club on Twitter and Moody's underscore club on Instagram. And we have merch at Moody'sClub.com. So you want to check that out, you are more than welcome to. And thanks for listening, Moody's. And thanks, guys, for coming on the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast. <laughs> <laughs>